The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their Ortho Quick Walk-In service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. high school sports and beyond it's on southern middle tennessee sports today you know yesterday we talked with dugan line from martin methodist and they are having a fantastic season down in pulaski but also continuing the recent success of late lipscomb men's basketball having a pretty good year themselves and to join us this morning to talk about it is their head men's basketball coach, Lenny Acuff. Coach, welcome in. Hey, good. Th- thanks for having me. I appreciate you asking me, and it's a pleasure to be on. Coach Acuff, um, what is this, year three for you now? Year two. Year two. Uh, <laughs> the last 10 months seemed like 10 years, but it has been. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's year two. So uh, I got here, um, got Lipscomb uh, be two years in April, so we're not even quite to two years yet. It's the second season. Second <laughs> season. You're, God. you're right. It, yeah. it it does feel like longer. Um, eight and six overall, three and one in a sun competition this season. Um, that one loss, the second half of a literal home and home because both games were at Allen Arena series against Liberty. So. Um, you know, with everything that's going on this season, Coach, what's your level of pleasure, I guess, with what you guys have been able to get done to this point? <laughs> that's an interesting question. Um, yeah, I, I tell you, it, it has been uh, – this is my 31st year as a head coach in college. And like all of us, I've never experienced anything close to what the last 10, minutes, 10 months have brought to us um guys it's just been a real challenge we uh we played in the finals of our conference tournament at liberty on sunday i think it was the 7th or 8th of march and then on that wednesday following uh that's when the kind of the whole world went upside down the 10th or 11th of march and um and, and it really like a lot of us it, it affected our team tremendously because I didn't see our guys from march the 10th until august i think it was the 12th or 13th we came back to school and you know normally you, you know the spring is a big time of development you know particularly when you have a lot of young and new guys on the team and then the summer is huge for us so we lost all of that and and then uh when we got back in the fall we we've had a really really rough run with the COVID I mean we've had we we, we played our last four games as the first time we've had our whole team uh our first um I guess we're eight and six our first 10 games, we had a fragmented team and a lot of guys that were playing that had just come out of quarantine or uh, isolation. It was just been really difficult, but I, I'm, I'm proud of our guys. I'm extremely, um, thankful for their commitment to stay the course. Uh, we had, we've won six out of seven. We're three and one in the league. We played one poor game against Liberty here. They played well. We did not play very well. And that's a bad combination, but. Um, I think we're trending in the right direction. And it's like I've told a lot of people, like, wow, what's been the turnaround? I said, well, we 
got, you know, all our guys back. And, and most importantly, we've been able to practice. I mean, that that's just – that's the most overlooked factor in the equation. You have to practice in order to improve. Coach, the one thing that we've been fascinated with out of this season and, and the schedule that has resulted from – the pandemic and everything that's going on are the back-to-backs and conference play and you know just that entire concept and and the effect of that like you said you guys beat liberty the first time you played and then you turn around and lose to them in game two you know it's such an interesting dynamic i think playing the same team in consecutive outings and how does it – I mean, scouting, preparation, uh, the whole thing. I, I know, like you said, you've never seen anything like this, but I would imagine there's so much different as far as that goes. It's really it's really difficult, guys. I, it, it, is, it is actually harder than I thought it would be. Um, and, and, and really, it's not the – preparation um it's nothing to do with that it's just the physical part of it uh was then can bleed into the mental part is that you know you're used to playing thursday saturday or wednesday saturday whatever it is and you have a little even if you were playing the same team if you just had roughly 48 hours to recover um but the way we're doing it you're usually usually play at seven on saturday night and five on friday night and five o'clock on saturday so you in less than 24 hours you're playing two games and with a lot on the line, um, I did not think we handled it very well the first weekend. We played probably one of our better – was for sure one of our better games the first night out against Liberty. And, and the second night out, we set basketball back 50 years. We were horrible. <laughs> and honestly, and honestly, the first half, they weren't much better than us. Uh, we were just worse than they were. Um, and the second half, they hit their stride and they showed why they're so good. But um, I thought we handled it a lot better last weekend. I, I think it's – really important to build up going into the game that your guys are fresh um, because you can't look at it as 40 minutes. You almost have to look at it as 80. Um, Just really long halftime. It's tough. I mean, it really is tough because you'll get home, you know, Friday night real late after the game. I mean, you just put a lot into that first game and you're really zapped emotionally and mentally and more importantly, physically. And you're up the next morning. You're, you're, you know, you're back with your guys, watch film, walk through. And you're playing again in a game that carries every much every bit as much weight as the one that you just played. So um, it, it's going to be really interesting. I thought we benefited from having done it uh, one previous weekend. Bellarmine, who we played last weekend, who's new to our league, has been a national power in Division Two. I, I thought they probably, you know, it wasn't as easy for them. Um, they they had not done it, and that's not their fault. They'll be better this weekend at it. So. Hopefully we're, you know, this is one of those years you're, you're kind of building the bridge as you cross the river. And, um, you know, it's, it's every weekend you're learning. And, and I've learned a lot, that's for sure. And, and I still have many, many, many questions that I don't have the answers to. So it, it is really challenging. And I, we'll, we'll play tomorrow night at 7 o'clock against North Florida at Allen Arena. And then 5 o'clock Saturday, we do it again. So um, you just have to kind of put everything you have into those 24 hours and try to regroup for the next one. Coach, as you said, bounce back at Bellarmine with a 77-72 and 65-58 victories. You've got North Florida tomorrow and Saturday. Continue at home the following weekend against um, Florida Gulf Coast on the 22nd and 23rd. Um, chance to – what does home court mean these days? 
Well, it, it really the biggest thing it means is familiarity with your shooting background, playing in the gym, play every night, and that you don't have to travel. That That's really about it. Um, you know, we've been to Arkansas, we've been to Tulane, we've been to Cincinnati. And, not, you know, most of those places you go in, there's 15, 16,000 people and there's nobody at the game. Uh, we are fortunate enough, we, we're able to let some folks in and, and we've actually, we have amazing support at Lipscomb and they've been great. And, um, you know, we can re- re- let in roughly a thousand, maybe a little bit less. And we, most nights we've been fairly close to that, but they're obviously very spread out in a 5,600 seat arena. Um, but I don't think you have to deal with the crowd as much. And I tell you what happens, and, and I'm a big, big believer in this, is that when there's not a huge crowd, I think officiating really levels out. Um, you know, you get on the road somewhere and they get on the, get on a run and it's a big part of the game and that place is full and there's a lot of energy in the building. I mean, human nature is you're not getting that 50 50 call. Mm-hmm. Um, I think your chances of winning on the road are much greater. I, I think for sure home court advantage is much less a factor now than it's ever been, you know, since I've done it. Speaking with uh, Lenny Acuff, Lipscomb men's basketball coach here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Coach, you talk about the back-to-back games being a struggle. Is it also a struggle having to wait six days before you play again? Normally you would play within four or five days, and now you're playing every Friday, every Saturday. That is that break a, a good thing or a bad thing? That is such a great question and point. And and that's what I told our coaches last week. I said, I feel like it's almost hurry up and wait. You know, you, you, you get, <laughs> right. you, you play those two games and it's all, it's almost like you're coaching football. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got a week to get ready for the next game. And, um, it, it just gets long. I mean, I was so glad to get through Wednesday's practice because Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday can get long. Usually don't practice four times in a row at any point during a basketball season. Once you get into conference play. And uh, like you said, you really, seriously, you almost have six days off because you'll finish Saturday night at 7 o'clock. Well, you don't play the next Friday night till 7 o'clock. So that's just a long time. And, and again, it's just one of those things I think we're all trying to figure it out. But, but I think it's really important. <clears throat> I talked to our team about this this week, is that we just appreciate the fact that we're getting to play. Mm-hmm. Um, we've played 14 games. There's only three teams in college basketball that have played more games than us, and they've played 15. I mean, we've played as much as anybody, and so I'm just real thankful that we can play. I, you know, I, I think all of us realize that that perfect is out. You know, it's not going to be the way it has been. If if you're going to measure everything that's going on by the way it used to be, you're going to be disappointed every night. We just need to have a thankful spirit and and just appreciate the fact that we're getting to put on a uniform. And you know, because there was a time, I mean, we didn't know if we were going to play, and so. We're just thankful we've gotten this far, but but it's also day to day. I mean, you know, anything we we're testing three times a week, and you know, when you have one test, and it can wipe your whole team out. Yeah, that's that's been a struggle for for us. You know, just looking over some of the statistics, you can see where you know, like a KJ Johnson's only played eight games, whereas you know some players have played in all fourteen and that sort of thing. And it 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 really can be a struggle. And speaking of. KJ Johnson, uh, some local flavor as our airwaves easily reach to Lewisburg <laughs> in Marshall yeah. County. Um, he is a a young sophomore guard who pretty much the the, the leader on the team uh, statistically and uh, doing doing a lot of good things for your program. 
Yeah, we're fortunate to have two kids from down your way, you know, mm-hmm. and KJ and Carson, and I'll be glad to talk about both of them. And, you know, we start with uh, KJ, you, you know, he's, he, first off, I, I can't tell you both those guys, young men, what fantastic young men they are. They have been raised tremendously by their home and their community. Um, their, uh, KJ, you know, we didn't have him. He actually was, had got COVID the day before we were leaving for our first game. And so he was out. You know, he missed our first eight games. I'm sorry, our first six. I apologize. And we've moved KJ to the point. And, uh, and since he's been back, I mean, you can look at his numbers. They're out of sight. Um, you know, we, we obviously we were eight and six, and that's not bad. But I do feel like we probably left two or three games on the table that if we had him would have went a different way. You know, we lost on the last play of the game. And Tulane, we're up at uh, Cincinnati by five, like five minutes to go. And, I feel like if we had him in either one of those games, we win those games. But he's had an amazing year. And the reason he's such a good player that you all your people down there listening to the show know. But, but the thing about it is he, he has such a humility to him, and he really wants to be a good player. He works at being good. Uh, he listens. He's coachable. Um, he's a great teammate. I mean, he I have just enjoyed him and Carson both so much. Um, they're just awesome kids. And, and and I think KJ's best basketball is way in front of him. Um, I felt like going into our first game before he was, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, was contracted the virus. I thought he was our most improved player from last year to this year. He's gotten stronger and he's gotten stronger because he works and he listens. And um, he, he's just a really good kid and a good player. And I sure am thankful he plays for us. You know, Coach, as you talk about KJ, this is a kid that scored nearly 30 points a game in high school. He has certainly – adapted to you know not having the ball in his hands not necessarily dominating the offense averaging 14 and a half for you guys I would think that that's the transition that as a college coach you were most pleased with seeing him make that he doesn't have to um you know dominate the offense have the ball in his hands all the time no and you look at his stats guys you look at his assist to turnover it's over two to one um you know, look at what he's shooting from three. That was kind of a knockout coming out of high school is how good a three-point shooter was. Well, he's improved both of those because he's worked at it. Um, and he listens. You know, that, that everybody thinks, well, I work hard, but, but if you don't, if you don't listen to what you're asked to do or how you're coached, it's really hard to make a lot of progress. And KJ is, you know, he, he's not a know-it-all. He's a, he, he wants to learn it all. I mean, he really, he has a humility to him that allows him to improve. So, um, I, I'm real proud of him, and I've really enjoyed him and, and, and Carson both, for sure. You mentioned Carson Carey, um, the all-time leading scorer at Columbia Academy. Um, he's your second leading three-point shooter, 17 of 35, shooting right at 48 49% from behind the arc. Um, as a non-scholarship player, getting those kind of minutes and, and making that kind of impact, you you got to be pleased. Well, I, you guys are very familiar with Carson, and I tell you that boy loves Columbia now. Um, <laughs> he loves Columbia. And he loves Columbia Academy, and uh, I, you know, the first time I, Carson actually came to my elite camp when I was in Huntsville, I knew he was a good player, and you know, he ended up coming to Lipscomb. And so when I was fortunate enough to become the coach here two years ago, got to sit down with him, and 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 the first thing that jumps out at you is just his character, um, and it's shown, and that's kind of a big part of the story. Um, you know, he did come as a walk-on. I, I do think there will be a point that will change. Um, I think that he is – I mean, he's a Division One player. 
He is an elite, elite shooter. Now, if you ever sit down and talk to Carson, you realize he's a man of few words. So I don't know if y'all had him on your show, but he, he doesn't have a whole lot to say. But he shows up every day in practice. And um, I don't remember him having a bad practice. I really don't. Um, you know, last year he single-handedly was at the forefront of three or four of our wins. I know at Navy, at Tennessee Tech, at Stetson. I mean, we don't win those games. I and mean, he had four or five threes in each of those games. And, and he has really improved as well. The thing that Carson is, he's a lot more athletic than people realize. Um, he actually started four games when our, when our two guard, Greg Jones, who's a really good player and a redshirt junior has been in college four years, was out. Um, Carson started and, and played really, really, really well. Um, he did a great job for us. And, um, and he's going to continue to be a huge part of our team. He didn't play as much last weekend in Louisville. It was really a unique game that they, they played, their guards were big and they posted them the whole game. So there was a little bit of a tough matchup for him last weekend on that end. But, um, you know, he's going to be a huge part of what we do. And I mean, I, I promise you every time he shoots it, I think it's going in. I do. I, I just have a ton of confidence in him. And, you know, and he just, he just produces every day and his numbers are fantastic. And, and I, I think he, like KJ, his basket, best basketball is way ahead. He's, he works at it. He's gotten bigger and stronger. I know he's got, I guess he uh, trains down there with Vincent Yarborough. And, um, I mean, he's, he's really grown as a player and we're, we're real thankful that he's a part of our program. Just an awesome, awesome young man. Coach, when you when you see a Carson Carey, like you said, who who you expect his status to change, but how and and you, as long as you've been in this game, you know that recruiting is an inexact science. Everybody says it, but how does this guy not have more offers coming out? Yeah, I, I think that's a really good and fair question. You know, I, I think the biggest thing is everybody looks for that guy that can jump over a building and run down a train. Um, but it's not a track meet. I, I mean, basketball is a dribble, pass, shoot, think, see game. Um, if you can do those things, you can play. Um, you know, Carson probably didn't pass the eye test out of high school. You know, six one, six two kid that, you know, needed to get a little stronger. But I mean, I, you know, I don't know. It, it happens all the time. And, and, and what you said first is the, the most accurate thing I've heard is about, about recruiting. It's an inexact science. You never know. And, and you really have to do a good job, not only evaluating kids on the floor, but figuring out, you know, there's such a difference, guys, in kids that like it and kids mm-hmm. that love it. Mm-hmm. There's just such a difference. And, and you know, every high school coach is going to, you know, that's their kid, and they're going to have a lot of good things to say about them. And I think the question we ask the most is, now, does he really, really love it? And then once they love it, it's your job as a coach, particularly in college when you have them almost on a full-time basis, is to teach them how to live it, you know, teach them to where their diet changes, though their commitment to fitness changes, they, the way they approach practice every day. And, and, and th- that's what separates kids. It, it really is. It's not so much the ability. Um, and you gotta have, you have to have a jumping on point, but the thing is, it's just guys that really love it. And, and the thing that Carson has that travels to every level of basketball is he can shoot. If, if you can't shoot, it is a really, really, really hard game. You know what? And uh, I'm ahead. sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, you finish. No, no, and he just has that. I mean, like, you know, we have one of the best mid-major post players in the country, Sana Sajla. And, and Carson just gives him protection. I mean, he just he gives him a huge amount of protection. And that's why you have to keep shooting on the floor. If you can't stretch the floor – 
the game has just changed so much. Um, it, it makes it really difficult if they don't have to guard you. That's right. You know who else didn't pass the eye test out of uh, high school, but, uh, well, became one of the best players you probably have ever coached is Josh Maggott. Yeah. So you have a history of making players who don't pass the eye test work out in your favor, Coach. So. Well, I, yeah, you know, I wish I could take credit for that. I, you know, Josh has been an amazing player, played in the NBA, played in the NBA for four or five years. He's actually in Turkey and doing real well and making a ton of money. And, and, you know, you're right. I mean, it's just, it's such an inexact science. And, but, but I do, you know, guys like Carson that, and, and Josh that are very skilled. Um, I, I just think dribble think past the, I mean, if you can do that and make shots, you got a chance to play. And, uh, you know, that, that's the kids that, that you're happy for. A lot of people, you know, didn't think they were good enough. And, um, and you know, they prove a lot of people wrong. And so I'm, I'm thankful to have Carson with us. And I'm thankful that, you know, we have KJ as well. And I like our team. I, I think we're trending in the right direction. I, this will be a real challenge for us this weekend. I'm sure most of your people aren't familiar with North Florida. But they've been really, really good in our league. We actually beat them last year in the conference semifinals on their home court. And, they're huge and they play a bit of zone. They really spread out. You say, well, against the zone, you're usually going to get a lot of threes. They make it real tough to get up, give off threes. They, they just run you off the three point line with their size and length. So this is a big weekend for us. And like you said, to start the conversation, Maurice, we have our next four at home. So, you know, we have a chance to get a little separation here. We need to take advantage of it. You can catch those games if you are not in the arena on ESPN plus. So. Make sure that you are subscribed to ESPN because that's where you can get a lot of great college basketball games. And, uh, again, Coach Lenny Acuff, we appreciate your time this morning. Lipscomb men's basketball coach. Oh, it's my pleasure. Hey, thank you guys for having me, and I hope your show keeps doing well. I actually spent a year of my life at Columbia State Junior College. So I'm very, very familiar with Columbia and uh, played basketball there my sophomore year, which was a long, long time ago. <laughs> but uh, it, it, I love it. That was a good year in my life. So living on top of the hill above the baseball field. Man, and I'm good. sure you know exactly where I'm talking about. Uh, we do but, indeed, right there on Casey okay. Lane. Yes, sir. That's right. Yeah. That's right. All well, right. hey, I appreciate you guys, and, and thank you for uh, your interest in Lipscomb basketball. Sure. Thank you, Coach. X-Charger. Right, have a great day. X-Charger Lenny A. Cuff. How about that? Didn't didn't see that one coming. T I L. Yeah, today T- I learned. Today I learned. Sir. Oh man.